0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It's Thursday, it's the 30th of November, 2023. If you knew the challenge just to get this show started, (laughs) honestly, if you just knew.
2: You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your host, Stephen Scott. And Sean. Hey, Preece. Sean Priest, how are you today? Uh, slightly <laughs> stressed, Stephen Scott, but with some sticky tape and string, we are here.
1: Maybe, maybe. Do you know, we've, we've actually started this show about five times. We even got about 20 minutes in, and uh, then it all fell apart. I don't know what's mm, going on. Mm. It feels like technology is going backwards these days, Sean Priest. Technology, and I hate to say it, Stephen Scott, is letting us down. It is. And it's not user error, by the way, in case anybody well, you know starts. I mean, yeah,
2: well, it's, it's not. Well, it's not that. No, it's not. I mean, well, I mean, I didn't have any problems. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, well, you don't really do anything, do you?
2: Well, okay, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Ah, oh, It's lovely to do this when you're not sitting
1: next to the person because you can say these things um, um, like social media, right? You can just say what you like and say uh, what you, you like know, with no consequences, consequences
2: whatsoever. It's all good. At which point he hangs up the call and I never hear from him again. And I cry. <sighs> it's just, see, beer. the trouble is, you're never quite sure where the problem is. We just keep getting dropped. Everything cuts out. Is it my internet? Is it your internet? Is it my mixer? Your mixer? Is it computer? Is it Sonoma on your side? Is it the new Windows 11 on my side? Is it the service we're using? It's, there's so many things it could be.
1: Do you know what else? I've just thought of something. So oh. this, this is a really weird thing, right? But AirPods and Mac and AirPods and Apple in general, I find the, the whole kind of multi-switching capability going between one device and the other with your AirPods mm-hmm. to be a complete mm-hmm. nuisance. When it's oh. when when you, especially when you use voiceover. Because what it does is it will automatically shift the audio to wherever the audio comes from. Now it used to be a lot worse in the past. It used to be terrible. It used to if if your watch spoke, the audio would just immediately transfer from you say your iPhone that might be playing music to suddenly now that's playing out on a speaker and the audio from your watch is now in your ear. And you're thinking, ah, so hang on, you've got to fix this. And the amount of times I used to well, have to dig back well, into my bag and
2: stop my country to, music from playing. Yes, out of sheer embarrassment. To be <clears> fair, <throat> though, Jolene, what, <laughs> how would you handle that? Because you could argue that you want any speech coming through to be rooted to your AirPods.
1: Yeah, I don't mind the switch. Listen, Dolly, here's the thing. I don't mind the audio being routed to the device. It's just I don't like the way it just automatically does it without any question at all. It just does it.
2: Oh, 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 sorry, Billy Ray. What do you want? Do you want it to come up with a dialogue box saying, oh, do you want me to switch over so you can hear this, which you wouldn't be able to hear anyway? Yes, Kenny, I would. Uh, I've run out. I can't think of any more.
3: Um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we were doing country and western singers That was good, wasn't Just in case, enjoyed anyway. Now, um, no, you know what? I actually connected my AirPods to my Apple Watch for the first time. Uh, yeah, I've been using my Apple Watch, well, or trying to use my Apple Watch recently. Hmm. And, yeah, I had a ter- terrible experience with it. <laughs> terrible time. It was absolutely terrible. I, I mean, it connected for like 30 seconds and then suddenly it was coming out of the speaker this is all on the apple watch by the way I, yeah yeah i, I couldn't so i'm talking about it's just I it's not consistent it. it's all over the place but i didn't use it for long enough to actually find if that was always the case or just a, a one-off but yes i did have problems i will admit I, but I, I just, but i'm just i'm thinking about <laughs> our problems today
1: and we're having all yes. these audio issues and i have an airpod sitting on my desk and i'm just wondering Why? if i covered Why? because I can't, well, I can't find the case
2: don't do it now no, you we'll, can't find the case. I can't find the case. But what we'll destroy it then? I wonder <laughs> hit it with a hammer immediately. Oh, well, it's that's causing the obvious issues. response,
1: yes. Um, but I, put, I I'm looking at it thinking if that if I've covered that at all. It's going to think it's in my ear. And maybe it's connecting and to the my audio Mac. Is
2: being rerouted?
1: Yes. Maybe that's the problem. Oh it's all your fault as i'm pointing at a poor defenseless airpod <laughs> on my desk
2: where's the case to do with me. how have you lost i mean everyone else loses the actual airpod <laughs> itself you lose the case i don't know what it it is? that happened
1: i mean look I'll, i will find it because it does beep
2: um, so i'll be able okay. to use
1: find my to find only it. only if the battery isn't dead well I'll, I'll hope the case as long as i get on the get on the case get it uh, uh, as soon as humanly possible hang on a minute hang on i'm just Mr. no more jokes he says no more jokes um, sorry so uh yeah anyway i'm with you on the, the apple watch thing i'll be honest i am getting a little bit fed up with my apple watch
2: no i but am you've got the ultra
1: i just find no matter what i do with it i can't get it to speak <laughs> I have to almost, I have to almost tease Hit it with it. a hammer. Yeah, stop hitting things
2: with hammers, Sean Priest. That's my job. But I, not, no, no, no. Try and get, to get to the top. time out of the thing. I know. I, I agree. So I've I've turned everything off on mine that wakes it automatically. So on wrist, oh, this is difficult to say. On wrist raise, yeah, yeah. You know, wake on wrist raise. I've turned that off. I've also turned off go to sleep when you lower your wrist as well. Oh, really? Um, no, I like that one. I want to be in control. I want to cover it up with my hand and it goes to sleep. That's, that's, that's what I want to do. Because sometimes when I'm listening to a message, and I, it's difficult to hold your arm up all the time. Yeah. Um. So I've turned all that off. But when I just want to know the time and I tap the screen to wake it up, I seem to have to tap it like two or three times before I get anything from it. It's like it's in a deep sleep. It's, it's weird, <laughs> right? And yes. that's, that's only recently from the last, I don't know, couple of updates watch os updates that i've noticed that
1: if you get a notification right if it's a mail notification or something or any notification you can swipe you can tap around the screen and it just does not seem to find whatever the text is
2: yes that's true as well yeah i've also noticed that yeah absolutely and
1: even if if you you... even if you swipe because you think okay well if i and I, i just take the view well i'll swipe and it'll get there and it doesn't and what i've realized is that what it sometimes does is there's a delay from when you swipe to the item to it starting to read it. It's as if there maybe is a block of, I don't know, a line of blank text or something in the way, whatever it's reading first, and it can't get to the text. So it's not reading it instantly. So you're Mm. swiping around thinking, this isn't speaking. But actually, it will speak if I just let it go. But then I don't want to because I could be there all day just trying to figure out what's going on.
2: That's all we need.
3: Just maybe I, mean, I shouldn't patience. need to
1: You know, this is actually backwards in a way because this this watch behaved much better than this before. Now I'm intrigued yeah. to know about your experience because it sounds like you're having the same one. And I was thinking, is this a, is this an ultra thing? Is this the screen's too big? Should I go back to a smaller watch, which is no. a bit more manageable? I don't know.
2: I think it is definitely a system thing. It's a watch OS thing because I've definitely noticed it. And trying to send a message using Siri on the watch is a, a complete nightmare. You don't hardly get any feedback whatsoever. It won't read out what you've just said. And sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. But um, it's a lot more difficult to use than it used to be.
1: I'm even finding on the iPhone voiceover to be way more. Um, what? Finicky. Than it used to be. I know it's. It, this is this is from Stephen Scott, by the way. I know it's shocking news. news.
2: Breaking news. <laughs>
1: Stephen Scott criticizes Apple devices. Breaking news. This hour. Um, I, I just I don't know. I'm just not feeling it at the moment. It's funny, right? Because I, I I haven't said this on the show because I wanted to spend about time with it, and I haven't had a huge amount of time. I'm mentioning it today only because I'm I'm talking about this this issue I'm having with voiceover, which is that it just won't speak. It's it's kind of doing the iPhone or the iWatch thing where it just will not speak. Mm. And I'm you know, having this thing where I'm swiping around, trying to get it to talk. Um, I also find even with some of the gestures, it feels like I'm pushing through treacle sometimes just to try to get it to do something. Even just navigating around just feels more clunky than it used to. It doesn't have that smoothness that it used to. And I don't know why. I don't know what is going on. This is a 15 Pro. Well, uh, yeah, buttery smooth, treacly smooth. That's what it is now.
2: (laughs) Well, whenever we get a a, a major update, then you you see all these posts on there saying, this is terrible, this isn't working, this isn't working. But equally... When you get see, read through the responses to those posts, you see people saying, "Well, I'm having no problems whatsoever," and I've got to say, I, I haven't noticed any um, showstopper bugs in there. I haven't really noticed anything. It seems perfectly responsive to me, but it always depends. You know, there's always things that people go into areas that you don't go into yourself, and you mm-hmm. think, "Oh, actually, when I go there, yeah, that is an issue." But um, no, generally, I, th- I find it fine. I haven't had. Have you? changed your voice what voice are you using well that's a that's a good question
1: so i use city voice three which is the uk i know there's lots of different ones for different um, languages yes. and different uh, dialects and what have you but um yeah i use the english uk voice city voice three which is like a north of england voice
2: it is to remind me uh, you of me yeah, pretty much. Although I, I yeah. don't
1: see the thing Thanks. is I I suppose it's a bit like when you live in another country. Like Americans yeah. will say to me, well, oh, we have all these different dialects and I just don't hear it. No. You know, in no. Canada's the same problem. I mean, you you all probably well, have different please. don't say anything. No, 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 but I'm being honest. Please. I mean people people say to me oh, all the time, Oh, you Canada. sound <laughs> You sound Scottish. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, but where from in Scotland? And they're like, I don't know. I mean Scotland somewhere. Yeah. You know, they right. don't get the difference between Glasgow and Edinburgh and Aberdeen and Dundee, and you, they don't get all that. Because, of course, they don't, right? You, you don't pick up yeah. on these things. So for There's me, no what difference. I'm saying is City Voice 3 just sounds like north of England, but I don't right. know where. So don't Ow. pin me on it, because I don't know.
2: <laughs> okay. I will Yorkshire you. if you.
1: If you want to put a gun to my head, just say Yorkshire. Okay.
2: I'll do. Yes, like that. Um, That's exactly okay. what my phone sounds like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> <The> <laughs> so it starts is, in the morning. What? I- <laughs> What I find strange is that I've, I've found that different voices have their own unique bugs or problems or pronunciations to them. And I don't understand why. I, I do get that Vocalizer has its own synthesize, synthesizer engine and Apple's own voices have their own, right? So there is going to be differences there. But you can go between different Vocalizer voices and experience bugs that aren't on another one, such as, I don't know, Ava or James or even the Siri voices if we go to Apple. And I don't, I don't get that. Why would bugs appear on individual voices? Now, I, I don't know that's definitely the case, but there's so many times when I've seen social media posts of people saying, oh, it stopped reading you know, whatever of, of this or stopped reading the time or stopped reading the date, and they change the voice and it's all fine again. I don't yeah. understand it. It's strange.
1: And it's it's sometimes easier to just lock the phone and go back to the phone, you know, just open it back up again. And then it seems to behave itself. It's, it, the losing focus thing seems to be happening more for me. I'm also finding it just will sometimes just stop speaking entirely, which I do not understand. It I will just stop that, talking.
2: But I've never experienced it. It's been and it's horrible. Fine.
1: It's really, really, and it's so irritating as well. And don't even, don't even get me started on Siri. Coffee. I mean, not, not even. I mean, I'll be honest. It's not even Siri, because I, mean, I know the obvious complaints about city, but it that as well. Com- coupled with whenever you ask something to Siri, it, the whole screen just locks up. You can't get out of it. You can't get rid of it. And if it doesn't understand what you're saying, or it gets lost, it, you just get stuck in this loop. You know, you try yeah, to call um, someone. Are you looking for an app? And
2: oh, that is it, it just doesn't
1: have a clue what you're talking about. And you think smart assistant. I mean, I barely even call it an assistant.
2: Never mind smart. If All this right, thing was down. a person, I'd fire okay. it. Calm down, calm down now. Um, yeah, no, I, I of course I agree. Um, <laughs> we're kind of spoilt by ChatGPT, aren't we? And we go back, man. This is just awful. I know. But, um, yeah. No wonder I,
1: so I, many people are using their action button on their 15 Pros for for Chat GPT, right? Because
2: I'm like, please, we something that's halfway smart <laughs> that understands what I'm talking about. I still see so many posts as well saying, Siri just doesn't finish the, the, the talking. They always get interrupted because of that back-to-back feature again. That needs to be changed. Because that is a real issue. People can't listen to their calendars, for example. You'll get five seconds of Siri talking to you, and then, bang, it thinks it heard something and stops talking and waits for another command. Um, That is an issue. The adaptive
1: listening with the AirPods does that as well. So, like, I I was on the bus Uh, the other day, and someone coughed, so it dulled the music down so that it could, I guess, so I could listen to someone cough, Uh, because Um. it thinks someone's talking. (laughs)
2: Yes, and well, that, as, is, that does sound like the Scottish accent. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. That, that was actually a very interesting uh, quote someone had given at that point, just about a very uh, particular issue on Shakespeare. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just I, I feel it's not quite as um, not quite as robust as it was. And well, I'm not saying the wheels discussion. are falling off. I'm not that. I'm not one no, of those people. It but
2: isn't. you know, we had this discussion before, didn't we? When Kayaker came on, and we were talking about some of the bugs that we've seen persist over many years in some cases. And he was talking about macOS and the App Store and the problems he's experienced in there for absolutely ages. Yeah. And uh, I look, I think the accessibility team do a great job. I'll be honest with you. Again, I think it's all about the feedback. Tell us what bugs you're aware of and working on. Let's have an accessibility website where we can go on and say, okay, this has been reported. They are aware of it. There is some something in place that, that you know, maybe not even a, a specific roadmap. But hey, we're aware of this, and it is being worked on. Yeah, How I would mean, look, it almost it, be enough for me.
1: Google, Microsoft, Apple, Amazon—to some degree—they all work together on accessibility. It's one of the only areas of business that those companies will come together on, and they will actually work together on for standards, for um, for working together, for guidelines, you know, processes whatever it is. And, you know, it's so interesting. I've been to, to events where heads of accessibility for all those companies are all standing around chatting to each other and yeah. all sharing ideas and saying, Hey, let's collaborate on this and let's collaborate on that. And I remember walking into the middle of that conversation and just being amazed. I'm like, you guys talk to each other? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we we actually do. And it, it just, it's not seen as an area of it, 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 it not competitive area. And if it is competitive, it's competitive to say, hey, we got this great feature. Hey, we've announced this great new thing. But they'll Mm -hmm. work together with the other organizations to say, hey, if you want to build something, I mean, Google worked with Apple all the time, Apple worked with Google all the time. They are quite public about that. Now, that's Mm -hmm. the only time I've ever seen Apple especially, in fact, more so Apple, ever really come forward and kind of admit that they talk to other people. And I think that maybe they need to take that a step further. And they need to actually start engaging with us in the same way, openly. Yeah. Because this is one area where it kind of, do- there's not enough of us to to make this something that's going to be hugely profitable for Apple. I've heard this argument a lot recently. You know, how do you get a company to understand the value of accessibility and, you know, see the profitability? Well, you know what? First off, if you want customers, well, disabled people are customers too. So we would kind of like to buy products. And if they're accessible to us, we will buy them. And that's why we buy iPhones. That's why we buy Android phones. That's why we buy, you know, TVs that have got voices built yes. in with voice guidance. That's why we buy whatever smartwatch we buy, whatever it is, right? That's why we buy them. Because they're accessible to us. And if you invest in that, we'll continue to buy and, and support that product. And I think that the problem is that there's a a deeper level of user engagement that's very different to mainstream user engagement. So an app doesn't work, someone gets in touch. More often than not, if, if there's a showstopper bug, it'll be headline news in every tech magazine. That doesn't happen
2: Absolutely when the voiceover right. fails.
1: No one well, cares beyond us. And we're shouting about it, and no one's listening. Or it feels like no one's listening. That's the, that's the difference. It's not that they aren't listening. I don't think for a second they're not listening no, It just feels like they're not listening because they're not engaging. And like you say, an Apple Viz style, you know, Apple website, which is dedicated to actually fixing bugs, talking about the bugs they're working on, opening that whole thing up, that would be massive for Apple. And it would be, and, and you know, maybe it's not a huge feather in the cap for them. Maybe it's not such a big deal outside in the mainstream. I don't care. I'm sorry, but I don't care what the mainstream think about it. I really don't. Because it's got nothing to do with them. It's, this is to do with us. It's to do with us and our ability to use these devices. And if you're a Braille user, for example, yes, you know you will be forever frustrated by the endless bugs that seem to exist with Braille displays and connections and issues. And I've been reading into this because I've been sort of deciding mm, what Braille display would I like and what would I go for. And I've been back and forward and back and forward. And I, I'd go into things like Apple Viz and I have a look and see what challenges people are having. I mean, you read through the challenges and the difficulties people face, just the basic interaction with the system or trying to type into fields or it just seems to be, it's endless trouble. Yes. And there's always something there. Where is Apple on this? And are they fixing it? I'd like to think they are, but I just don't know. And that's not good enough. I'm sorry, that's not good enough. We need to have a bit more of a, a dialogue and you know opening this up would be a really smart move we're heading up to what international day of persons with disabilities which to be honest you know it's funny because we were asked to record something about this for a special episode coming up on sunday both of us terrible people left it to last minute as always yes Um, we did (laughs) And and it's funny right because it was one of those things I knew I had to do it and it was a mullist list and I had to do it and I had to do it and I had to I do it. Jacob was getting in touch with me saying we've got to do this. Come on, we've got to do this guys. Come on, I, let's do this. And I'm like, i yeah, stop you there."
2: Actually, he was being incredibly so polite about he was, it. Yeah, no, he it, it, it. He was. Yeah, I know. He was being Canadian. He was being nice. Even worse. "Hey guys, don't mean to hassle you, but please for the love of God." He <laughs> could say just that. record <laughs> something. <laughs> I said, "Oh, sorry, man. I forgot. I'll get to it." And then of course, I forgot. So, we are so incredibly sorry. Well, it's not even as if like one reminds the other, right? Because if he forgets and then
1: I forget, the whole thing's screwed. But anyway, <laughs> I, when I sat down to record my monologue on this topic, and you know me, I like to talk. Um, so, I started. I started off thinking I don't really know if I've got a view on this, you know. And then twenty five minutes later, that. I'd yeah. written, I, you know I had seemed to spawn some kind of uh, <laughs> world view on this thing. Um, <laughs> but I think what, what, I feel it's a little bit performative for me because this day is all about companies showing, oh, look, we do this and we do that. And, and and that's great. And that's wonderful. But to me, it feels like it's really performative for the mainstream audience to say, look how great we are. I, I don't want to co- go quite so far to say virtue signaling. Oops, there, I said it. Oops. But there's a little bit of that goes on as well. Okay, it's not exclusively. It's not all the time. It's, there are companies that... And you know when Apple talk about what they do, or Microsoft talk about what they do, or you know Amazon or or you know Google talk about what they do, I will listen and I'll I'll kind of happily smile and say, yeah, you did well. And and you these teams, for me, it's a chance for those teams to shine, the that's accessibility true. teams to shine to say, look what we've done. And I think that's maybe how they should frame it. And that's highlight features for people that
2: may not know that they even exist.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's the performative stuff I can't stand. It's all this, you know, oh, we're, um, you know, we're a company that you know, never really care about accessibility 364 days of the year. But, you know, on today, we are going to talk about how great disabled people are. And then tomorrow, we're just going to go back to saying, disabled people, they don't come in here. Yeah, that's right. Yes, there's only a couple of them. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So it's all a bit performative for me. But is, this is an opportunity, actually, to, to kind of open up in that way and just to sort of say, look, we want to engage with you. Because I, I I hate sometimes the way that we're treated as disabled people as almost I don't and not you know even objects but like ornaments or you know displays that we should be looked at and kind of are we the about trophy and, wives yeah well the trophy wives of the able this is
2: my disabled friend yeah this is my
1: disabled <laughs> friend here's my that was the Donald Trump quote wasn't it There's my African American you know which was just oh my god
2: oh, awful cringy. you know.
1: And you know it's a bit like that sometimes, and, and I just feel, yeah, I, I don't know, I I I get so irritated by this sometimes because I, I just, feel there's so much more we could. We're we're, we're people, right? We're we're people, and I, we have buying power, and we have the ability of to. Of course, we do. We want the, to buy things, and we're not just objects. That we, I think I think I said on this record, maybe I didn't, because I recorded it so many times. Yes, I, I said you know <laughs> life life as a disabled person is not just one long series of miserable events.
2: Yes. That was you know, a great film. <laughs> it's a Monty Python movie, wasn't it? Um,
1: but, you know, it's not, you know, it's not just one. It, there's fun, there's enjoyment, there's stuff that happens in there. And, you know, I have two views on this, but kind of that clash together. One is that I think we need to talk more about the positives of disability in our lives and things we do. And this is where I think this show is a bit different because we do talk about technology and how it enables us to do things. And we talk about the challenges, of of course, but we talk about what it can do for us, and I think that's important because if the society in general only ever hears the negatives, and at the same time only ever hears that it's all their fault, you know, if you as society would just do be- things better, then our lives would be better. Because my life's terrible until you fix it. Yes, that's right. And then right. they can, compl- yes. and then disabled people complain that uh everyone thinks it's a negative to be disabled. Yeah, because you keep telling them that. You keep saying everything's terrible. So what do you think they're going to pick up from that? Oh, it must be great to be disabled. How dare you? Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> and that's, <laughs> you
1: know, you, you got to be careful of the narrative here, right? You can kind of go too far down the other way. and You know, it gets a little bit victimy. y Yeah, but and I'm not there
2: fair, so, well, sometimes my mood and attitude changes towards that as well. Don't limit me. Don't assume what I can and cannot do. And the other time is, like, why is that no one helping me? I need <laughs> But two well, things can be true at the a same time. I'm saying, where is everyone? Why is yeah. no, one, no staff rushing up to offer me assistance? Do you know yeah, what but, I mean? Yeah,
1: but there's not, there's not a single truth in the world, right? So two things no, can be course. true at the same time. Yes. So you're absolutely right. You'll have a day where you'll have a win on something that, to most people, might be nothing. You send an email using a new email client, and you think, oh, my God, I've conquered Everest. Yes, Yep. And then, you know, the next day something happens and you, you you talk to a tree instead of a human and you think, oh, goodness, what have I done? And I've embarrassed myself. <laughs> that that happens. So two things can be true at the same time. And I think that's fine. But I think we just have to think as, a, as a, you know, the advocates who talk, and there's not that many of them out there, but who talk, you know, and they're, they and <laughs> every one of them always says, well, I don't speak for all disabled people, but you kind of are because you're talking on behalf of our community you know if you if your constant message is negativity and it's all society's fault i I don't think you should be too surprised when people think that it's all their fault and that this disability must be terrible until the disabled the the the, the non disabled or decided fix it, which kind of perpetrates the whole problem in my view yeah. that's that's for a, us yeah, yeah because then it puts it it kind of makes it the case that well I need to help you then. And is that not the very thing we're trying to say to people you don't have to do necessarily? Yeah, you can help if we need to ask, but come and talk to us, right? That's the message. Come and talk to us. If you don't, don't see us as another, you know, the amount of that's people funny. that talk about that's... the disabled cousin or the, the granny who's lost her vision because she's older and oh, granny's lost her sight. It's always an other for people. That's Disability exactly can happen term, to
2: anybody. That's exactly the term I used in my bit about. Um... The um, Persons with Disability Day, the others, yeah. Th- that's that's the feeling. And if you come with all that negativity, people are going to be, you know, shy away from that. Um, who wants, uh, you know, to have all the joy sucked out of everything? People will shy away from it. So, of course, you will. Because who's going to listen to that? Let's be yeah, honest about it. Exactly. It makes you. It makes other people feel guilty. They're not doing enough and whatever else. And it's just not. It, Doesn't get a conversation going. Doesn't get that interaction going at all.
1: I can't remember who said it, but I I remember the line from somewhere that said, "You know, you don't raise others. You don't raise yourself up by putting others down." And that lived. That stuck with me because that's it in a nutshell. Mm. You know, you've got to work with people, and actually, on a daily basis, most of us do that. You know, someone says something to you, you try and kind of keep the positivity up, and you. You know, and and you're hit with this comment <laughs> you had it the other day in that taxi, right? You know, it must yes, be, that's right. I'm so glad yes. I'm not you. You know, yes. basically.
2: Oh, thanks. That's such a lovely yeah. comment, uh, but it really isn't when you think about it. But no, okay. it's a <laughs> yeah. terrible thing to say to somebody, right? <laughs> but he thought he was being really nice and you know, lovely. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, anyway, where were we going with this? Oh, yeah. By the way, please, Apple, can we have some sort of feedback on? the bugs that exist you're aware of and where you are with them. What's, what's happening? It's not an admission of, you know, oh, you're a terrible company failing at all. It, it's a good thing to open that up. Just, just I, I I, thought when Tim Cook came along,
1: I thought things would open up a bit more. There was a sense of the, the door would open a little bit and there'd be more of a discussion and that, that hasn't happened. And now the talk of the new CEO, when Tim Cook, because he is due to retire, he's planned, he's, he's plan to retire, I think, in the next couple of years. When the new CEO comes, there's talk of it, you know, being somebody from within, which is totally sensible. I mean, that makes yes. a lot of sense, actually. Or me, yes. Yeah, obviously, Sean Priest. yeah. <laughs> Never Price. reads an email, <laughs> Sean Priest, You'd be great in those, be- those be- board meetings.
2: <laughs> There'd be no difference. Oh,
1: Oh, (sighs) sorry carry on big news Uh, (laughs) get that report on my desk by 4.30 but I, I think it'll be interesting to see because if it's just a continuation of the previous regime nothing will change again and I think that's and I actually think there's people within Apple they would never say this certainly never say it publicly but there are people who will just be frustrated by that they'll just be saying come on come on you know let's just talk let's be open with people
2: I can just see that sort of opening up that communication with the customer would, would just really take it to another level. Yeah. Okay, okay. double tap. We go. We're going to get to your emails next. Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now, on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air, and on Mastodon at Double Tap.
1: Okay, let's get to your emails then, and Marco got in touch, uh, responding to my query about him getting his iMac. Remember, uh, Marco was getting his
4: new oh, iMac? yeah.
1: Uh, well, here's his response.
4: Hello, Doppelteppers. This is Marco from Germany, and if you're wondering why I sound so rough, well, I was away on a trip this weekend, and I brought home a souvenir in the form of my first ever COVID infection. Yay! And I cannot express... <laughs> The utter contempt I hold for this uh, (laughs) circumstance. Well, uh, but I hope all the team got home safe and sound from London from the weekend and you didn't bring home such souvenirs. You really don't need that. Um, Steven, you asked about my iMac. Mm -hmm. It is glorious. (sighs) It is absolutely fantastic. Um, it arrived on the 9th of November, the same day I said it had arrived in Hamburg. So it was delivered later the same day. Oh, nice. And since then I've been setting it up and it is absolutely gorgeous. At, I, um, I also got the Magic Keyboard with number pad oh. and Touch mm. ID with, with the device and the trackpad. I didn't go for the mouse. Um, I think the trackpad is more mm-hmm. useful. So uh Yeah, I got a whole setup there and my keyboard is working and all the other things that are so nice with an iMac. It's one with two Thunderbolt 4 and two USB 3.1 ports mm-hmm. in the back. So it's it's really, really one of the, yeah, beefed up machines, so to speak. So yeah, this is absolutely fantastic and I love it. So no no worries there no worries it's all good and it's all uh, going to work out and next because I'm in bed right now next one message I will send in will be recorded on that iMac and hopefully I'll sound much better than I do now <laughs> hope all is well on your end and talk to you later bye
1: thank you Marco uh, glad to hear you got your
2: iMac okay and uh, you sound fine you
1: sound he good sounds
4: great get well soon though.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And so it's Steven, not nice getting that COVIDy thing. Did I hear you rubbing your hands together? I was rubbing Sorry my hands. That description. Yeah. Calm down. You're not getting love,
1: one. I just love the sound of this. I, you know, I, I don't need this machine. No. On any level. I've got an iMac over there doing nothing, which is an iMac M1. I'm actually thinking about bringing it back into circulation because my new room color is blue see, this was all uh, because of Marco Flalo and the Access Tech Live people. They said, look, what we'll do is we'll get the, you know, maybe we'll go for blue as the colour. And I thought, okay, well, you know, I want to paint my office. I'm going to make it blue. And it'll, it'll you know, be corporate colours, show colours. Yes,
2: yes, on and, brand, yes. And, and
1: the iMac is also blue. Yes. So I'm like, hmm, that would look nice.
2: Hang on, wait, wait, wait a minute. Stop, <laughs> hold the phone. You've got an M1 i uh, iMac. Yes. That's not being used at all. It's, it's sitting over there, yeah. And the only reason on you're going floor. to start using it again is because it's blue. It, well, it seems a shame not to use it. Well, uh, yes. It, uh, doesn't that tell you that you don't actually need it at all? I, it, it's because I use my Mac Mini. But I'm thinking, what, well, what, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, kind of... of course, because you're using another one. You don't need that. <laughs> Why is it just sat on the floor? So I got it for a project. Project didn't happen. <laughs>
1: I was way past the return time so it stayed it's just here
2: okay but
1: it's really nice it's blue and it's blue
2: yeah oh, it's blue set it up that's a disgrace not to Isn't use it it should be ashamed of yourself I know I'm going to use it I'm going to use it I'm going to make it I think it my we should give it machine. away do you know what
1: so this is interesting Marco says his has got two Thunderbolt 4 ports in it. oh we'll skip over that remark
3: yeah yeah um,
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> moving on um <laughs> But
1: yeah, he's got he's got four, two Thunderbolt fours, Now, that's interesting because I thought because the one this one's only got one Thunderbolt, I guess uh, three rubbish. Yeah, I think I should trade it in. Uh, no,
2: no, 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 no. But hang on, didn't just he, take uh, all my Macs in again. Back to the Apple Store. Here we go again. A wheelbarrow full of Macs, uh, less than six months old, taken back for half the price and buy Listen, something. You're not else. complaining.
1: You got one of the old M ones I I had the M one Mini.
2: Yes, but to be Still fair. Haven't used it. I didn't ask you for it. You told me I had to have it. That may or may not be true. Yes, to get onto the Mac um glory train and it's so glorious and gorgeous. Um I have used it for that Saturday when we got together. Yeah, that
1: one day when I spent
2: I spent that day training you.
1: And teaching <laughs> yes, you.
2: Yes, you did. And educating
1: yes. you. But, uh, oh, oh, by the way, also educating myself. Oh, that's what window spots are. I had no idea.
2: <laughs>
1: that was a good, a good say. We, <sighs> we should do it again, actually. That was good fun. Um, anyway. Okay, well, look, Marco, glad you got your iMac. Sounds glorious. Does sound really nice. There's nothing nicer than a new computer, especially a, an iMac. I will say, though, I, I used to love the old 27 it Well, it was a 27. I think I had a 21 inch iMac way back when. In fact, in my background right now, Uh, For the eagle-eyed TV viewers, the ones who can see, who have been watching the TV show, you will notice this week's episode, the Mac in the background has changed because it was the blue iMac, right? That was sitting there. right? But I swapped out because I'm going to start using it. So I I swapped out for a 2007 iMac, which I think is 20 inch. It's not the 21 and a half because that came Mm -hmm. out later. Mm -hmm. The 20 inch Mm -hmm iMac. Mm. Um, so it's I have mm. to tell you, the weight in this thing is unbelievable.
2: I was carrying up the stairs thinking, I don't remember it being this heavy. What's like in this? The nerdiest, geekiest version of Spot the Difference ever. You swapped out a M1 <laughs> iMac for a 2007, did you say, iMac? Yes. Ah, <sighs> Cool. Okay. Really nice machine. Still works fine. Plug it in. Still works fine.
1: Obviously it doesn't get the latest OS, ofs, but it's, you know, nothing wrong with it works fine works great it's got, it's got a DVD drive in it Forty I rip my CDs
2: perfect you don't even use the 2023 one that you've got there on the floor why would you use the 2007? you're annoying me now let's move on oh
1: no I need to get rid of things that's the problem I hold on I'm a hoarder that's my problem you are a tech hoarder I am I'm terrible for that I hold on to these things and eventually, and, and when you get rid of them, though, you feel bad. Like I had the do you remember the lampshade type iMac that came out. I think it was before, so like two thousand and five. Oh, what was that? Two thousand four. Um, uh, it had a name, didn't it? But it was like a lampshade design. Yes, yes, yes. The screen was kind of had a big metal arm and it had a round base. That's oh, when that Macs
2: really came back. Yeah, yeah, with that one. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think it came out. Did it come out after the? Yeah, it did. And it? it came out after the little kind of bubble one with the CRT monitor yes, inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, and I, got, I had to get rid of that recently because it was just, it was just in my mum's loft. She was getting rid of stuff and she said, look, I'm just going to get rid of this thing. And I said, like, yeah, do you know what? Okay. No. As soon as I got
2: rid of it, I'm like, actually, that was a mistake. Why did I do that? Yes, it's probably worth thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, mom. I
1: don't know if it's worth any money. Maybe it will be in the future, but um, it didn't really do. I mean, that was the throne. Now there's this one. Now there's that one. So I know, I know, I know. I know. It's pointless. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Uh, Peter has got in touch. Uh, Before he goes on his cruise, lucky devil.
3: Hi, Stephen, Sean, and all double tappers. It's Pete from Robin Hood County. Hoping all is well. Thank you for the interesting shows and emails, etc. Just before I go on my cruise, I thought I'd advise you of a programme that I think may be important to people like us. It's tomorrow night on Radio 4 at 8pm and repeated on Sunday at 5pm. It's called File on 4 and the title of the programme is AI the Criminal Threat. And this is apparently about scammers who clone people's voices and then use those voices to phone family and friends to extort all manner of things from them. Interesting in one way, but very frightening in another, so I thought it would be an important listen. So I thought I'd pass it on. I'll leave it there because I've got to finish my packing. So I'll leave you alone until Yule tide. Christians have Christmas. I'm pagan. I have Yule tide. So happy Yule and happy Christmas. Bye for now. Stop.
1: That. I'm not even religious. Well, uh, I get nothing. That's and, that, and it's true. I get nothing.
2: You do get something. Well, You, no you buy gets, yourself no presents all the time. I, I, but it's the only one that does. Oh, that's terrible. If anyone wants to buy... St- no, we can't go there. Um, gift guide. <coughs> that was... <The> same. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely now background Now we know music. why the gift guide exists. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was You raised the tone there, Peter, with that background music, by the way. Was I know. We should nice. do that. We should have some classical music in the background, shouldn't we? Do, 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 do. that was lovely yeah um this actually is a serious problem now the, the ai cloning aspect is just like an evolution of this old scam it used to be you would get a text people would either you know hack a social media account and message through there or clone a number and message family members with hey i'm in trouble can you send over this money through some weird cash transfer method um with the, um, the accessibility, I mean that just from a general sense of voice cloning software. Now, if you received a voicemail, for example, or a phone call from someone who you recognize as a close family member saying they're in trouble, just send me this money, and it, you know, there was some distress in their voice, you would do that, right? It is happening. I actually had a talk with my parents when I was um, at home. and said, hey, look, if you do get a call from anyone, it's not me. I, I, I'm, even yeah. if it sounds like me, it isn't me because there's so many hours of my voice out there. It would be absolutely no problem for someone to clone it, and it is becoming more and more of an issue.
1: Yep, it is. It's well worth bringing up, and uh, I guess those shows will be available internationally on BBC Sounds. I think that's international now. I think you can get that in uh, other I think countries. So. Yes. So that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, well worth checking those out. Thank you for uh, bringing that up, Peter. Uh, now, Gordon got in touch. And of course, we've been talking a lot about blindness in the past few weeks. It's hard for it not to come up, right? Because, you know, we're blind. Um, but Gordon wants to chime in on this. And it's a bit of a long email, but I think it's this is definitely worth um, listening to. So this is Gordon, a long-time listener of our show. And Laura, of course, as always, reading our emails.
0: Hello, Double Tappers. I've been listening to the discussion on blindness with interest. Thanks very much for raising this important issue. I know you present a tech show, honest, but I'm sure that the majority of your listeners tune in to hear about tech because of their sight loss. It is a fundamental part of why we have such an interest in tech. On that front, my credit card would like to thank you for the huge amounts of money I have spent on gadgets and apps after listening to your shows. I have tried to write this message several times, but gave up because I realised I was rambling and that many of the points I made were riddled with contradictions. Then I decided that life is full of contradictions anyway, so here goes. Firstly, I fully agree that blindness should not be a competition. I have been through all the stages from fully sighted through partial sight to complete blindness. If I meet another visually impaired person, our levels of sight loss may well crop up in conversation, and if I discover that the other person has some residual vision, I feel very glad for them. But that is the first of the contradictions, because when I retained some vision, I struggled a great deal and suffered all sorts of anxiety, anger and denial as I tried to operate in a sighted world. Once my vision went completely, my attitude altered considerably. I had to accept the fact that I could not see, and I adapted to a new way of living. These days... I am far more relaxed about my sight loss. I am very fortunate in my friends and family who frequently act as sighted guides for me, but technology also allows me to undertake some journeys on my own, for which I am very grateful. I mentioned that the question of sight loss might crop up in a conversation when I meet another visually impaired person. We may compare vision, but it is definitely not a competition, merely a way of ascertaining how we can each deal with the situation we happen to be in. As a slight digression... I have a very good friend who was born with a serious physical impairment. I have known him for over 50 years and I've never asked what caused his disability. To me, he is simply a good friend. And if he doesn't want to discuss the cause, then I will respect that. Being friends, we do often joke about our disabilities and even our sighted friends will join in the banter. But we have all known each other for a long time and nobody takes offence, especially because we know that, should we need any assistance at all, our able-bodied and sighted friends will not hesitate to offer their support. Mostly, though, we just talk like any group of friends, and disability rarely comes into the chat. To get back to the thread, this is another contradiction. Although I think a person's disability is their concern and not mine, I usually don't mind if a stranger asks me questions about sight loss. I regard this as an opportunity to educate them a little. Yes, it can be sometimes frustrating, but refusing to engage or becoming angry will not alter anyone's opinion. Personally, I'm always happy to talk about myself, so explaining sight loss is not a chore. To borrow one of Stephen's sayings, it's all about me, me, me. I was interested to hear Greg's comment about imagining scenes he knows he has never seen. I'm sure a lot of blind people have the same experience. I certainly do. I have very vivid mental images of places I know I've never actually seen. That's probably a residual thing from when I could see, and my mind simply creates memories for me which probably bear little relation to the actual scene. As I said, I am now completely blind. I'm no tech expert, but I use tech to help me in my daily life. I'm also comfortable within myself. I have accepted that there are things I cannot do, and I'd certainly jump at the chance to get my sight back if someone came up with a miracle cure for RP, but I know that isn't likely to happen in my lifetime, so I just get on with things as best I can. I find that even complete strangers are often willing to help, and I frequently have offers of assistance when I'm out on my own – I suspect that people who live in big cities perhaps don't have that same experience, but I've never experienced any hostility when out on my own. Generally, people are very helpful if they see me blundering around and looking lost. I'm way past any embarrassment over blind blunders, and I'm happy to play the blind card if it gets me a little bit of assistance. I have found that when all else fails, I can resort to using the tongue in my head to call for help, and I've never been disappointed in the response. Am I proud of being blind? Certainly not. It's a fact, and I simply have to deal with it. Am I proud of what I have achieved while being blind? Not particularly. I may feel a sense of achievement if I manage to do something on my own, but I would not refer to that as pride. It's simply coping with my disability as best I can. Finally, another contradiction. I was going to finish up by saying that I do not feel defined by my blindness. It's a major part of my life, but it's not who I am. And then I remembered that my social media handle is at blindgordon. So maybe I do define myself that way, even though I like to think there is more to me than blindness. My apologies for the length of this email. Thanks to Laura for reading it out. I don't suppose I've added very much to the conversation, but I do feel a lot better for expressing these opinions. Thanks again for giving your listeners a chance to share their experiences. All the best. Gordon from Livingston in Scotland.
1: Thanks, Gordon. And you're right. Sometimes it's just good to see it out loud, isn't it? I think that's sometimes the biggest challenge for us. Uh, maybe that's maybe you've just hit on something, actually, which is perhaps the key that a lot of people in our position feel that we just can't speak out loud about this stuff. Because what happens is with family, and it happened to me just yesterday with my mum, and, and God love her for saying it, but, you know, mm-hmm. she said, well, you know, you should at least be happy with what you've got. Yes, yes, I, and yes. it's like yeah. It's not that I'm unhappy with what I've got. I understand that. I mean, I'm grateful for for every day. I mean, let's be honest about it. We all are, right? I mean, in today's world, we're all grateful just to have a day. But the truth is, it doesn't change the fact. It it, it that fact shouldn't diminish the challenges. No, that's right. And we have to be able to recognize them, and perhaps we can only do that in our own group, because outside the group, they just don't get it. And, and it's not, and I think that's the thing. There's so much desire to make people understand or I hear this phrase, do the work. I hate that phrase. I absolutely abhor this and, and do better. Work. That's another one that yeah, does so my well. head in. It's like, <laughs> just stop that nonsense because it's not on people. I, there's a lot of things I don't know about other people. I cannot know what it's like to be, I don't know, a, a woman in a sexist environment. I can't know what that's like because I'm not a woman in that environment. Well, so do I the work? No, no. Exactly. And if, you, and if I did the work, know. all I'd be doing is would I then be accused of what's that word they they use these days? Um, not conforming, but um, oh, it's it's like taking you know taking on wearing the mask. I can't think of the word. Oh uh,
2: yes, yes, yes. I can't remember what it's called. either. But, but you yes. know,
1: it, it's, it's all that, and and you just think, <sighs> I don't know. But I, I'm glad you wrote the email, Gordon. I think it was. I it, oh, no, it was a
2: great email. It was, it was a brilliant. E- uh, 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 reflecting a lot of the responses we got already, and I think sometimes it's really good to acknowledge those. Well, kind of what we did earlier on to to acknowledge those contradictions that we do have. I mean, that's a perfect example, by the way. Hey, my disability doesn't define me. At blind Sean on whatever, you know. It's, okay, yes, it's a it's a massive part of who I am, though.
1: I get that a lot. Actually, people say to me, you know, you you go on about identity and you talk about your identity not being blind, and yet you call yourself blind guy tech on X. And I'm like, yeah, but there's a reason for that. Because for me, that's a persona. It's not my identity. It's, It's making people who don't know me instantly understand where I'm coming from. You have to almost be quite upfront on social media because they don't know you. And they're flying by your name, at, you know, breakneck speed as, as people rush through tweets. And if someone sees me talking about technology, and then in my handle see that I'm blind, that might make them stop and think or read that article because they think, "Oh, that's interesting. That's a different perspective on it. Didn't know this." Yes, yeah.
2: and you don't have to explain why. You're yeah, it just cuts through all the of Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, here yeah.
1: I am. I'm blind. It's like, no, no, just, just that's it. Just put it in the name. So it's not about per- it's, it, for me. It's about persona. It's not about identity, and that's quite different. Yeah. You know, if you walk up to me in the street and you say, what's your name? I don't say, hello, I'm Mr. Blind. Oh. Usually the, the dark glasses, <laughs> the AirPods, and the white cane do enough of that.
2: Let me, let me take us off on a tangent. Great email, Gordon. Thank you so yeah, much. thanks, Gordon. Talking to sunglasses, so I'm wearing my Sancor frames, right? I'm wearing sunglasses all the time now because it makes no difference. But I like them. Very good. Oh, is there another third-party charger? I forgot to take my charger cable with me. And it's one of those where it's a mm. funny Y-shaped and one goes on one arm and the other goes on. I could not find a cable anywhere, a replacement cable. So if anyone knows, I should check the gift guide. Uh, if anyone knows, I'll <laughs> tap on air.com, um, where I can get a replacement cable for the Sancor frames, then please let me know. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. To be honest, it probably is. Is I don't know if it's proprietary. It, it might be it the is. same one. Is it not the same one though? The Bose sounds. What are they called? Bose. I've forgotten the name of them now. Bose frames. Bose frames.
2: Yeah, same one. Uh, so a yeah, good. core, Yeah, it is a very similar cable, but I don't know if it's exactly the same. And again, I hate these proprietary cables because you do get in these situations. I also took my Apple Watch when I went away and I forgot to. Well, I couldn't find the uh, charging cable because usually I just throw it on a stand. Um. So. I bought. I could. I bought a replacement one, and it arrived at the my parents' house the next day. So when I got there, so it was all fine. But I could not get one for those glasses, and that's. I hate those cables like that. Just make everything USB C.
1: I love when I go somewhere. I, I don't know what I feel like I'm a rock star when when I go to a hotel. And it happened in Vegas. We had. I think there was a situation. In fact, I. Oh, Vegas. I think.
2: Oh, listen to him.
1: Well, happened in Vegas? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, it wasn't Vegas. What well, happened in well, Vegas? It, it happened in Vegas. Stays in Vegas. And it happened in Regina. And we all know why it happened in Regina because yes, the bag with all my kit in it was yeah. left behind. You left it behind. That's right. That's yep. exactly not what happened. Um, <laughs> So I had to get all this stuff. But there is something when you turn up at the hotel and they go, oh, a package has arrived for you. And it's like, oh, has it really? Oh, Oh, of course. Yes. It's something about sending a product, buying something on Amazon and it turning up in a hotel in a foreign country just is quite incredible. I mean, it's not really, but it kind of is. No, it makes you you feel like
2: a high flight, like a VIP, Stephen. You're like that there pretty woman. I (laughs) What's in the package? Um, so, yeah. I meant Richard just, just, Gere. From oh, the I see. Woman. Is he
1: in there? Well, okay, well, there yeah. you go. Okay. You can get anything on Amazon these days, can't you? He's only a little. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'll tell you one thing I'm going to add to that gift guide, because mm. I think this is top buy of 2023, oh. especially if you're, well, actually, not even if you're an Apple user, um, but maybe you're an iPhone user, maybe you're an Android user, when I was traveling, I had with me my ear pods, not AirPods, ear pods, uh-huh. the wired USB C now, yes. connectors uh, going into my iPhone, and it was glorious. Really? I was able to hear better. It's so light in your ear as well. And the microphone picks up so much better. So I was able to text you from Euston tra- train station, which is a very loud London train station. Yes. And I was texting you. Of course, you were ignoring all of them as usual. Yes. But that was fine. But at least I was able to send the message and Siri was picking it up, no problem. If I tried that with AirPods, it would just be a garbled nonsense. And even if it was an audio message, it sounds terrible. Uh, all that goes away if you use these wires. So I think I'm kind of getting back to the old days of the wire hanging out my ear.
2: You're going, oh, gee, old school uh, with the one ear pod in the ear and the other one hanging low. I, I don't even know where mine are. But since the um, iPhone 15 and the switch to USB-C, you can plug anything in there. I really, really love that. And I agree. I agree. I don't know what it is about the ear. Well, mainly it's the anxiety that it's going to fall out of my ear and I'm going to lose it. It's just going to yeah. bounce off and it's gone forever. Um, but yeah, there is something about the wired headphones. They are cool. But I haven't worn them in ages.
1: The audio quality is actually really good. That's the thing about them. That they're in, and they cost, I think, $20. It's not a huge amount of money.
2: Yes. And true. In, in
1: comparison to AirPods, and like you say, they fall out your ear and they're gone. Or in my case, the case just disappears. Disappears
2: weirdly Entirely, <laughs> and the AirPod is left there. I don't even know where that AirPod came from. I don't even remember taking it out of my ear. Um, but to be fair, though, I did use my AirPods on the train, and I turned on that noise cancellation, and it just, you know how it fades the sound out?
1: Oh, it's lovely, yeah.
2: And it was just like someone put a duvet over my head, and I was listening to a bit of ZZ Top. You know, what? it was glorious, I must say. Oh, lovely.
1: Ah. <sighs> So I'm going to get that in the gift guide. By the way, up to 60 items. We've just hit 60 items on that gift guide. Can you believe that?
2: That's so cool. And that's all down to you, lovely listeners. Thank you so much. Oh, I
1: know. You're amazing. DoubleTapOnAir.com Just keep adding. Uh, We have got some news tomorrow we'll share about the gift guide. And also, because we're going to wrap it up at some point. We're not going to keep it running forever. I mean, I'd like to. I was tempted to leave it running forever. But Mm. I, I think we should maybe call a halt to it for 2023. Because the problem is... In the long run, these links and and you know the pricing people have put on there that will all change over time. So I don't want to just have a big list of broken links. A, a web page of broken links. A song by uh, <laughs> those people that signed the other one. Um, I don't know what
2: they're called. Well done. Well, Death Leopard. Mean, I don't know. Whoever we, it was. We could do the work and go through and make sure everything is still working. But do the work. But do yeah. better. Actually, no, yeah. that's just. That's yeah. never going to happen. <laughs> Let's call it to an end. Okay. So we're going to give you details yet, on though. when.
1: No, not yet. Still continue to send your messages. Send it in. And by the way, the gift guide is going nowhere. Uh, We may be stopping it, but it will not be going anywhere. It will remain on the site because it's such a useful resource. But uh, I do want to get your suggestions on what we should do next with it. All right. I want you to tell us what you think we should do next and maybe even grow from this as well. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, everyone has engaged so much with this and I'd love that to continue. But how do we do it? So let's have a chat about it. Let's think about that. So get your ideas in, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Uh, also keep uh getting in touch on the voicemail as well. Love when you get your voicemails and hear your lovely voices. One eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven 803 4567 is the number. All the details of our show are online at double where you can find that holiday gift guide, of course, but also lots more interesting content as well. If you're in the UK and uh, you're heading out at the weekend, you perhaps uh, hit one of those guide dog refusals. Well, you can check out an app from Guide Dogs that can help you with that. It's uh, Turning the Tables on Access Refusals, an article up and a demo in there by Robert Christopherson. Check it all out online, doubletaponair.com. Catch you tomorrow.
2: Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye.